have you had an experience using public transit where you felt unsafe? Share your perspectives, uh, and we'll get some of your comments on after we have our conversation with our guest, who's uh, the president of Amalgamated Transit Union Local 569. Steve Bradshaw is joining me. Steve, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. It's my pleasure, and thank you for uh, inviting us to chat with you. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to get into the fact that there have been a, a big increase in calls for police for violent events on Edmonton Transit. And when we're looking specifically between 2021 and 2022, those calls are up 53%, Steve. Does any of that surprise you? No, I, I'm not going to say that that has surprised me. It, it doesn't surprise us. Uh, our members uh, are living that life every day. We didn't need the police chief to tell us that. What we were hoping for was to hear uh, from the chief what he plans to do about it, and we weren't getting that. We, we don't hear him or the police department uh, planning on doing anything differently than they're doing right now. Clarify a little bit about what, what the work is that you do with Amalgamated Transit. I'm the president of the local union, so I represent the uh, 2,600, uh, 2,500, 2,600 um, uh, workers at Edmonton Transit. And so can you, can you share some of the perspectives that they've been feeling and some of the experiences that your members are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, again, um, uh, they, they are dealing with people on their buses, on their LRTs who are using drugs, dealing with people who are uh, in potential overdoses. They find people in bus stops who are, are not um, uh, well fully conscious or, or not conscious at all. Uh, there's a lot of problems out there. There's uh, problems of, of, um, of people using drugs in the bus and, and the uh, uh, secondhand uh, uh, smoke, uh, uh, crack pipe smoke uh, in the air. And, uh, there's a fear that it's affecting them like it's affecting uh, the, the users, the actual users. Uh, there's, there's a lot of problems out there. And, and we keep hearing that uh, it's a, a crisis of mental health. And that, to me, says health care. And, that and that's a provincial responsibility. We don't see the provincial government fulfilling its mandate of providing health care to these citizens. Uh, we need Daniel Smith and, and her government to step forward and step into this problem. City of Edmonton has done more than its share. Uh, city manager was in the, the uh, media availability this morning giving a long, long list of, of all the things, the steps that City of Edmonton has taken to try and help us solve this problem. We can't solve this very complex problem as a city by ourselves. We need the support of the provincial and federal governments. That's key to the, to the resolution of it. Problem is, we still have the immediate to deal with. Mm -hmm. The immediate being all of this problem. You walk into a transit center at 6 o'clock in the morning and underfoot you've got spent um, syringes, you've got uh, broken crack pipes and, and so on, uh, people lying on the floor. Um, uh, how are we going to deal with that? And to have the police chief say, uh, despite all our best efforts, uh, it's worse than ever, and then not give us any idea of what he's going to do to change the plan. I, we need a plan. Status quo is not good enough. The police we, chief we has, need to get forward. has has said that it, it is a mental health crisis, it is an addiction crisis, and said we have to offer help to those in need and accountability to those who only offer disruption and victimization for their own personal gain. Do you feel that the approach has been too soft so far? Well, um, part of the problem is that complexity that he's speaking of there. When when our peace officers approach uh, what appears to be a criminal 
working on the system, the criminal suddenly morphs into a poor, helpless, homeless person, uh, and, and you're answering me, uh, what you can't harass me. It's a very complex way of having to deal with the problem. And so what we need is, is more enforcement, better enforcement. Um, uh, we need those police to be back in the tunnels. Uh, uh, a couple of years back, uh, they pulled the, the uh, police beat out of the uh, LRT. We need them back down there. We need that support there. And we need to get better authorities for our transit peace officers. They need to be able to uh, enforce the, the Mental Health Act. They need to be able to arrest on outstanding warrants. That will help to get the criminals off of the system. And meanwhile, we need to be dealing with how to get the mental health issue uh, up and running and get people into homes properly and helping them get their lives back. Tell me what it means for some of the people that are that are working in the transit industry. I mean, does it mean does this mean significant turnover? Does this mean constantly changing people's routes? I mean, what does that look like in terms of how to try to address this from your end? Sure. You know, we see uh, um, the uh, attrition uh, <clears throat> coming across our desks uh, daily. I, I just went through the correspondence. There's a few today. Um, uh, people who have, have quit or uh, for one reason or another um, uh, left and we're seeing more junior people um, pulling the pin that's something we talk to them about when uh, you know the union has uh, an opportunity to give them a union orientation as they start their job and we talk to them about you know if, if you're thinking that you need to pull the pin come talk to us because we'll help you because it is um, a problem they, uh, more and more we have people that are you know you know their first year or two where they're just saying, I'm, I'm thrown in the towel. I've had enough. I can't do this. So now I started working here in 1991, and there were problems then, but not like it is today. It's very different. And so how, how much do you think that that has to do with with COVID and sort of this this idea of a, of a takeover of some of these centers, LRT stations being one of them? Well, it's known that um, the, uh, the number of homeless people has tripled since uh, the onset of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that may be a factor in why there are more people on, on the system, uh, more non-destination riders, more hangers out in the, in the transit centers and so on. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure of the cause and effect there. Uh, I wish I had a better answer than that. Uh, for, for us, uh, we, we just need uh, those two orders uh, to step forward and, and do their jobs. The police and the provincial government really need to be helping us out with this. They need to be doing what their function is. I mean, to have him stand there and saying, well, crime is at an all-time high in the system, and, I mean, that's the police talking. That's, that's their job. What are they doing about it? Why aren't they uh, out, out there uh, with, with a new plan or a new approach or a new something? But no, he's telling us just the same old thing. Status quo. Chatting with Steve Bradshaw, who's the president of Amalgamated Transit Union Local 569, uh, talking about the fact that police calls for violent events on Edmonton Transit are up 53 percent between 2021 and 2022. Steve, I have a couple more questions for you. I'm just going to get you to hang on the line for a couple of minutes. Curious. It's Chelsea on Chad. 6:30 Chad. Edmonton's News. Today's talk. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. 
Wondering if you felt unsafe using public transit here in Edmonton. Police calls are up. They're up 53% for violent events between 2021 and 2022 on public transit. We're talking about it right now with the president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 569, Steve Bradshaw. Steve, I'm, as, as we're having this conversation, we're, we're getting responses from our listeners and, and texts um, as we're discussing this. And I'm wondering if you can address the fact that it seems to be the perception now that a lot of LRT stations specifically are our hangouts and sort of these catch-all places for drug use. Someone on the text line right now is saying, who would have thought that loosening restrictions and providing free drugs to people would have a negative effect? Weird. And I don't know that I agree with that. I think that you do need to provide safe injection sites. But it does seem that there's sort of this idea that that's just where people can go to use. Can we ever change that perception and change our understanding of what happens in some of these stations? Can we change it? Yes, of course we can. Where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, we need to put the will in place. Um, <clears throat> as I said earlier, uh, Chelsea, the, the, the city council has, has put, put numerous uh, uh, plans and in, in, initiatives in place. Um, we're looking for the police now to, to do their part and for the provincial government to do its part. Um, uh, we need that to get going. Uh, safe injection sites, yes, we need those. And the, the transit centers are not safe injection sites, but when you don't have anywhere else to go, uh, at least it's a place where there are cameras and there's somebody monitoring those cameras from time to time and can see mm-hmm. if you're overdosing. And so there's a, uh, an invitation. There's also the invitation of a little bit of heat. Uh, you know, we had a, a, a photo of a, a guy who'd crawled up on top of the pop machine uh, where it was um, blowing off uh, the heat in, in the, into the transit center to get, get warm and then he fell asleep there. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why people go there. Uh, the only really proper reason for going there is, of course, to ride the system. And we need uh, to find other ways uh, for these people to get the help and care that they need. So specifically, what is the ask then from the, fr- pro- excuse me, from the provincial government? We're asking them to uh, uh, act quickly and uh, with certitude uh, to get the mental health care uh, to these people that they need. Uh, um, they need to support uh, the city of Edmonton's um, uh, efforts to get uh, low-cost housing in place, emergency housing in place. I mean, it's not, not a fun place to be over at the Hope Mission. I drive past there to and from work every single day. But I can tell you, it, it is no fun place. People I see there are, are really no better off. And honestly, those places, as well intended as they are, they're supporting the homelessness. They're not fixing it. And uh, they, they get them a meal. They get them uh, some warmth uh, in the center for the night. A lot of people, a lot of those homeless people, and I talk to them from time to time, they don't want to go there because they hate the body of rules that they have there. They're on the street because they don't want the rules. And so going to those shelters doesn't help them. Uh, so we need other ways. We need more imaginative ways. The same old, same old is not working. Uh, it's clearly not working. We need to do something different. We need the police to take a different kind of action. We need the provincial government to step to the plate, fulfill its mandate to provide health care where it's needed, provide housing where it's needed. Uh, municipalities cannot do it alone. And I want to emphasize, too, that this is not just Edmonton's problem. Mm-hmm. This is rampant right across the country. Uh, we don't know why it is why uh here now in in you know uh, 2023 having come off of uh, three years of a pandemic is that the cause of it or or is it, it is it related somehow we don't know that uh, we don't have the data we think so 
but we, we really need a lot more research into it. I mean, need research into a lot of things, like does that cloud of uh, crack smoke affect a bus driver or an LRT operator uh, in doing their job? Or, or is it uh, so, so thin that it doesn't make any difference? We need to know that. We need hard data about those things. And, and resources, resources to find that data, and then obviously resources to help deal with the problem. So, Steve, it is obviously, it's very complex, it's very nuanced, uh, but I appreciate you tackling it and uh, having this conversation with me this afternoon. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Chelsea. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Steve, Steve Bradshaw, who's the president of Amalgamated Transit Union Local 569, talking about the fact that police calls for violent events on Edmonton Transit are up 53% between 2021 and 2022. And of those calls, Police Chief Dale McPhee says that 70% of the time, it involves people that don't know each other. These are random events, random attacks. Uh, so I mean, how do we possibly encourage people to use public transit here in our city when we hear news like this? And how do you ha- how do you tackle this problem? Uh, the police chief is also saying that they are working with their partners like the city and social agencies like Bent Arrow, Edmonton Transit Service, and the Community Outreach Transit Team to reduce crime and increase safety. And I think it's those measures that Steve was mentioning that feel sort of like the same old, same old. Is that enough?